And good afternoon. You're listening to Ken Hudnall. This is the Ken Hudnall Show. Coming to you from our studios right here in exciting El Paso, Texas. Gateway to the Old West in the most haunted city in the country. Well, I think I mentioned before the issues we're having with uh, our home and the refusal of the city to, to do its job and uh, crooked contractors who have friends at the VA so we can't get assistance there. We were told to come for a hearing yesterday. Had to be there. The case is going to be dismissed because it's been going on for eight years. Even the judge didn't show up. Attorneys came in from Austin. We were there. But, you know, the judge couldn't be bothered. He was someplace else. I had to understand I just wasn't important. Well, today's July the 18th, 199th day of the year. 166 days remain till the year's over with. National Mandela International Day. World Listening Day, which nobody here does, unless you're part of the in-crowd. Birthday of Don Luis Munoz Rivera. He was involved in the political struggle for uh, political independence in Spain-controlled Puerto Rico. Insurance Nerd Day. Islamic New Year. Uh, National Brenda Day. National Caviar Day. National Dapper Your Data Day. Completely clean your digital footprint. National Emma Day. National Monica Day. National Peyton Day. National Sour Candy Day. Perfect Family Day. Uruguay Constitution Day. Well, it's, um, it's all well and good have all these wonderful days, but it's just an exercise of futility. 477 B.C., the Battle of Crimea, as part of the Roman-Etruscan Wars. Uh, they ambushes and defeats the Roman army. They were not invincible. And our army is becoming a paper tiger. I heard a speech by the uh, chief of staff. He was concerned about Floyd, the drug addict who was killed by the police officers. There's 5,500 too many white pilots. Got to throw them out and bring in some less qualified minority pilots. That's the thing that has to be done. Everybody this president has appointed is either gay, I have nothing against that, um, transgender, I don't care what you do in the privacy of your own home. They've got positions in the military that they never served. Somebody told me that the Secretary of Defense or the Secretary of the Army, one or the other, had never served in the military, but had the like political uh, credentials, don't you know? It's just getting ridiculous. 387 B.C., Roman-Gaulish Wars, Battle of the Alia. Roman armies defeated by raiding Gauls, leading to the subsequent sacking of Rome. 362 A.D., 
Roman-Persian Wars, Emperor Julian arrives at Antioch with a Roman expeditionary force, 60,000 men. Stays there for nine months to launch a campaign against the Persian Empire. 452, sack of Aquilia, after an earlier defeat on the uh, Catalonian plains, Attila lays siege to the metropolis of Aquilia and eventually destroys it. He was a bad one to mess with. He was concerned about could you do the job. He didn't care what you looked like. Six forty-five, Chinese forces under General uh, Li Shihai besieged the strategic fortress city of Anxi during the uh, the Guria Tang War. Number ninety-five, Battle of Alarcos. Almohad forces defeat the Castilian army of Alfonso VIII and forces retreat to Toledo. 1290, King Edward I of England issues the Edict of Expulsion, banishing all Jews, about 16,000 at that point in time, from England. 1334, the Bishop of Florence blesses the first foundation stone for the new bell tower of the Florence Cathedral, designed by the artist Giotto di Bandone. 1389, France and England agree to the Truce of Wilmington, inaugurating a 13-year peace. Longest period of sustained peace during the Hundred Years' War. 1507 in Brussels, Prince Charles I is crowned Duke of Burgundy and Count of Flanders, a year after inheriting the title. 1555, the College of Arms is reincorporated by royal charter signed by Queen Mary I of England and King Philip II of Spain. 1723, Johann Sebastian Bach leads the first performance of his cantata. Erforsche mich Gott und Efferen mein Herz uh, in Leipzig on the 8th Sunday after Trinity. 1806, a gunpowder magazine explosion in Burgu, Malta kills about 200 people. 1812, the treaties of Arebro in both the Anglo-Russian and the Anglo-Swedish wars. 1841, coronation of Emperor Pedro II of Brazil. Yes, at one time, Brazil was an empire, had its emperor. At the end of the Civil War, a lot of the defeated Confederates were offered land if they would come help him uh, build up his empire. There used to be a Confederate town. Every morning, they used the Confederate flag. Last time I heard about that was in the 1960s. I don't know what's happened since then. 1857, Louis uh, Fade French governor of Senegal arrives to relieve French forces at Cayes, effectively ending El Hajj Umar Tal's war against the French. 1862, first ascent of Dent Blanche, one of the highest summits in the Alps. 1863, American Civil War, Second Battle of Fort Wagner. Due to the first formal African American, uh, one of the first formal African American military units, the 54th Massachusetts Volunteer Infantry. Supported by several white regiments, attempts an unsuccessful assault on Confederate-held Battery Wagner. 1870, the First Vatican Council decrees the dogma of papal infallibility. I want that. You can do no wrong. God has said so. 1872, 
the Ballot Act of 1872 in the UK introduced the requirement that parliamentary and local government elections be held by secret ballot. 1914, Congress forms the aviation section, U.S. Signal Corps, giving official status to aircraft within the U.S. Army for the first time. 1925, Adolf Hitler publishes Mein Kampf. 1942, World War II. During the Basefjord massacre in Norway, 15 Norwegian paramilitary guards helped members of the SS kill 288 political prisoners from Yugoslavia. 1942, Germans test fly the Messerschmitt Me 262 using its jet engines for the first time. You know, if they could have gotten things into the field in a reasonable period of time, they would have probably won the war, and I'd be doing this show in German. 1944, World War II. Diki Tojo resigns as Prime Minister of Japan because of numerous setbacks in the war effort. 1966, human sp uh, spaceflight. Gemini 10 is launched from Cape Kennedy on a 70-hour mission. It includes docking with an orbiting Agena target vehicle. Also in 66, a radically changed, uh, charged uh, incident in a bar sparks the six-day Hue riots in Cleveland. 1700 Ohio National Guard uh, troops intervened to restore order. 1968, Intel is founded uh, in uh, Mountain View, California. 1976, Nadia Comaneci becomes the first person in Olympic Games history to score a perfect 10 in gymnastics at the 1976 Summer Olympics. 1981, a Canada Air CL-44 and Sukhoi Su-15 collide mid-air near Yerevan um, in Armenia. Four people have killed. 1982, 268 Guatemalan campesinos or peasants are slain in the Plan de Sanchez massacre. 1984, McDonald's massacre in San Ysidro, California. In a fast food restaurant, James Oliver Huberty opens fire, kills 21 people, injures 19 others before being shot by police. 1992, a picture of Las Ambres Carnetas was taken, which became the first ever photo posted on the World Wide Web. The uh, Las Ambres Carnitas was an all-French parody pop group, self-labeled the one and only high-energy rock band, founded by employees of CERN and performed by CERN and other HEP-related events. Main claim to fame is that a photo of them was one of the first photos uh, shared on the World Wide Web. And I'm looking at the picture right now. Um, it was Angela Higney, Michelle... DiGennaro, Colette Marks-Nielsen, and Lynn Veroni, and um, they didn't look bad. They were active from 1990 to 2012, then again in 2017, and finally in 2020. Uh, 1994, the bombing of the Association uh, Mutual Israelita Argentina, the Argentine Jewish Community Center in Buenos Aires, killed 85 people, injured 300. 
1994, the Rwandan genocide. The Rwandan Patriotic Front takes control of Gisenyi and northwestern Rwanda, forcing the interim government into Zaire and ending the genocide. 1995, on the Caribbean island of Montserrat, the Safari Hills volcano erupts. Over the course of several years, it devastates the island, destroys the capital, forcing most of the population to flee. 1996, storms provoke severe flooding on the Saguenay River, beginning one of Quebec's costliest natural disasters ever. And also in 96, the Battle of Maladavu, Liberation Tigers of Tamil Elam captured the Sri Lankan Army base, killed 1,200 soldiers in the process. 2002, a consolidated PB4Y2 privateer crashes near Estes Park, Colorado, kills both crew members. 2012, at least seven people are killed and 32 others are injured after a bomb explodes on a Israeli tour bus at the Burgas Airport in Bulgaria. 2013, the government of Detroit, with up to $20 billion in debt, files for the largest municipal bankruptcy in U.S. history. 2014, the Islamic State of Iraq, Levant, requires Christians to either accept a Damimi status, immigrate from their land, or be killed. 2019, a man sets fire to an anime uh, studio in Fushimiku, Kyoto, Japan, kills 35 and injures dozens of others. The um, number of interesting things have come to light recently, one of which is an entirely new individual has come to light in regard to the Kennedy assassination. Let's see if I can find the story. His name came up in the release of documents in 2017. Hmm. Well, let's see. I was just reading it not too long ago. Well, I don't see it. Well, I will find it sooner or later. And I'll make everyone aware of it. All right. We were talking about a number of things that came to light in the release of the the Kennedy document released in 2017. That was going to be um, completely unredacted. Well, that wasn't true. Seems the FBI lost the Oswald fingerprint evidence on the rifle in the brown paper bag. Now, it's interesting to note the FBI, one of the most uh, sophisticated law enforcement agencies in the world, wants to be known as something comparable to the Keystone Cops. 
Boswell had wrapped, allegedly, the rifle in a brown paper bag. And even though nobody found any fingerprints on the rifle till after they visited the body at the funeral home, they lost the evidence. And that issue was kept secret from the American people for quite a long time. Most important case ever conducted in the history of the FBI, and they lost the evidence. There's a lot of also evidence from witnesses who've testified Oswald's an FBI informant. He's getting paid $200 a month for that prestigious job. The owner of the Crescent City Garage in New Orleans observed FBI agents handing Oswald envelopes on several occasions. That same source also saw Oswald hand envelopes to the same FBI agents. There was a secret meeting with Texas Attorney General Wagner Carr and Dallas DA Henry Wade. They told the Warren Commission they had a reliable confidential informant who provided reliable information in the past that Oswald was, in fact, being paid. 200 a month as an FBI informant. After this secret meeting, Earl Warren decided it just dropped the issue since the FBI had lied to him about this if the Warren Commission attempted to verify it publicly. It's not even put in the Warren Commission report. That makes somebody look bad, you know. Uh, Orestes Pena, a Castro Cuban from New Orleans, stated under oath he saw Oswald meeting in the morning with uh, FBI agent Warren G. DeBrays, and DeBrays was transferred to Dallas same time Oswald was transferred back to Dallas. So clearly Oswald was an FBI agent. But the records about that are not and will not be released. It also came out that the CIA was monitoring the mail of Lee Harvey Oswald, Mar uh, Marina Oswald, Ramparts Magazine, Francis Gary Powers, and George DeMornshield. There's a CIA document that exposes the fact that the CIA was, in fact, monitoring the mail. CIA was also monitoring the mail with George DeMornshield. Now, for those who are not familiar with Ramparts Magazine, it was an early magazine that published critical reviews of the Warren Commission. Francis Gary Powers had been a U-2 pilot, shot down and captured alive over the Soviet Union during the time period Oswald was in Russia. And in fact, supposedly, it was information released by Oswald when he was a radar operator to Sugi Air Base to the Russians that allowed him to be able to target Something that flew as high as a U-2. For many decades, there was a public document circulated called CIA Flaps and Seals that uh, was an instruction manual on how to open mail and read its contents, put everything back so it, you couldn't tell it had been open. This was a violation of privacy laws and interfering with the mail, but... It was done under the auspices of national security, don't you know? Now, Powers had been traded for another spy and came back to the U.S. and went to work for Lockheed as a test pilot. Um, 
1962. And the CIA was paying his salary. He wrote a book called Operation Overflight that got him fired. And it exposed a number of things the CIA didn't particularly like. 1970, he went to work for KNBC News as a pilot reporter. August 1st, 1977, his helicopter crashed. Golly gee whiz. Killed him and his cameraman. George DeMorne Shields, of course, a CIA um, handler for Lee Harvey Oswald, wrote an unpublished manuscript called I'm a Patsy. Died of a mysterious gunshot wound. I just hit a link that opened up the Kennedy assassination homepage, don't you know? Oh, isn't that fascinating? Now, DeMorne Shield died of a gunshot wound in the head. With a shotgun, no less. The day after, he was told he was going to be interviewed by the House Select Committee on Assassinations. Almost before the gunpowder smell left the room, it was declared a suicide. Now, the mere fact he was in over the head before he was shot was just one of those things, don't you know? After being arrested and charged with the murder of a police officer and Kennedy, Oswald proclaimed to the press he was a patsy. Three days after the assassination, he was murdered in front of 60 police officers by Jack Ruby. He walked with a gun into a heavily guarded police garage. Now, there's an FBI report that came out in 2017. It showed that Mark Lane had meetings with the KGB inside the New York City Soviet residence. Now, Lane might have been relaying, relaying messages to the Kennedy family. They didn't believe the Soviets had anything to do with the Kennedy assassination. He might have been conducting an investigation into the normal course of his duties as the lawyer for Lee Harvey Oswald. But the FBI was making a major effort to peg Lane as a communist, which was a typical Hoover ploy. Anybody he didn't like automatically became a communist. Evidence shows the FBI was very concerned about Mark Lane in the early 60s. He wrote a book called Rust of Judgment. It was the first thing I ever read that discussed the Kennedy assassination in detail. FBI conducted uh, extensive background checks on Lane and knew where he was and where he was going at any given moment. One document, they went into great detail about the fact Lane had been showing pornographic films in his home. A, what's wrong with pornographic films? And B, how'd they know it was in his home? In the December 15, 2017, Kennedy filed a lease. One FBI document revealed that a man named Richard Ely 
had information that the CIA was involved in the assassination of Kennedy. He said he was under surveillance. His office had been broken into. And he said he believed he'd been set up by a Swedish girlfriend who later determined it was a Swedish intelligence agent to become a patsy for the assassination of Russian Premier Khrushchev. The fact that Ely thought he'd been set up as a patsy to take the fall for an attempted assassination on Khrushchev by buying a rifle upon prompting by an intelligence agent in Sweden would tend to indicate that this is a, a method used universally by intelligence agencies to remove uh, inconvenient elected officials. There's considerable evidence that Oswald was being impersonated in Mexico City and that the wiretap audios of Oswald talking to the Cuban embassy was not Oswald. David Atlee Phillips told the House Select Committee on Assassinations that tapes had been destroyed and he was lying and he got caught. J. Edgar Hoover stated to his FBI agents who listened to the tapes and saw the photographs determined that both the audio tapes and the photographs were not of Oswald. Well, the, one of the documents released clearly shows the audio tapes did exist, according to Richard Helms when he was talking to the Warren Commission. And there were also telephone intercepts. Well, this all this information was redacted, and the reason for that was the individual on the tape was not Oswald. Also, in the December 15, 2017, JFK document release, there's a summary of an interview done by House Select Committee on Assassination uh, Investigator Charles Fonzi with Charles Siragosa. What Saragossa described meeting with the CIA in an effort to set up a standby assassination team that would be paid a million dollars a hit. The team would be utilized whenever the need arose to have somebody whacked. And despite the fact that by law all governmental agencies should by now have released all records pertaining to the Kennedy assassination, there's evidence that the, the cover-up still continues. Over 60 years later, mere fact, the Secret Service destroyed travel records instead of forking them over to the Assassination Records Review Board is bad enough, but the current records release contained even more evidence that the cover-up continues. Files relating to E. Howard Hunt and a number of others are blank. Many records in a new collection state that the record contains many pages with... Uh, Several hundred pages. But investigation has shown that time and time again these records do not contain the number of pages the index shows. Looks like somebody edited what was released. Now, the good news is that people make mistakes, and some of the material the government didn't want you to see got released anyway. These massive records like they've been reviewed by numbers of people inside the government that don't have a great deal of knowledge about the Kennedy assassination. And because of that, they tend to not understand the ramifications of the release of certain documents. 
fact is, despite what the law says, it appears if somebody don't want you to see a document, it vanishes. Just like a lot of my VA records have vanished. If they could do it, they would make it appear I don't exist. Now, agencies have a way of obscuring records when they want to do that in various ways. They have the best copying machines in the world, but they can make a document still look bad. So bad it's not readable. An overall review of the 2017 files released indicates that this is what was done to a number of key documents. On other documents, pages were cut off, and the number of pages supposed to be in a document have pages that are missing. There's a file on Oswald that is completely blank except for its cover sheet. Name of the file is Oswald Administrative Folder from the FBI. It's supposed to have 230 pages in it. it. Has a cover face sheet followed by three blank pages. Since this is an administrative folder about Lee Harvey Oswald, other evidence indicates that Oswald was a paid confidential informant for the FBI. He got paid the equivalent of $1,588.27 in today's value. This is a very obvious cover-up since President Trump stated that the uh, only thing to be redacted is the names of current living people. Oswald's been dead for 60 years. Murdered, of course, by Jack Ruby in front of 60 Dallas police officers. There's another file pertaining to a Samuel Vogel who called in. He had information on the assassination. File indicated further information and investigation was needed. And after that are five blank pages. Now this will tend to indicate the investigation on this subject contained information that somebody didn't want the public to see. If there's nothing to it, the file would have been released in full, but be empty. Now, there are a number of Vogels, interestingly enough, related to the Kennedy assassination. There's Edward D. Vogel on the Apex Amusement Company. With Julius Zimbaroff and William Vogel. There's an associate of Sam Giancana. Personal history sheet bearing the name Lee Harvey Oswald had two names erased on it. Arthur A. Bear and Edward Vogel. There's James Vogel, who owned two rifles, one a Swiss Mauser with a scope. Ernest Butler, who's Vogel's landlord, reported the Mauser might be the rifle that killed Kennedy. Because the one in the archives is not the one that was used in the assassination. Then there's Wolfgang Vogel. First wife was Eva. Present wife is Helga Fritz. Participated in the exchange of Rudolph Abel for Francis Gary Powers in 1962. Participated in the release of Richard Case Nagel from East Berlin in 68. Hired by the attorney of for Blanca Chadron in 1976 to open negotiations with Moscow to locate Nicholas Chadron. Negotiated to swap a 25 Westerners of four Eastern Bloc persons in 85. Now, in 1993, he was indicted as a collaborator. 
Well, there's no question that the assassination of President Kennedy was a conspiracy that involved renegade elements of the CIA, people within the military-industrial complex, organized crime, and anti-Castro Cubans. They all worked from the, together in a common goal involving overthrowing the government of Cuba. There's also evidence there were several other assassination attempts that had been aborted in the weeks before Dallas. They involved the same people who had a Pat's era fall guy in place for to take the blame in case they were successful. Oswald was the patsy for the assassination in Dallas. And the assassination itself was organized in a way that each element was forced to cover up what really happened. There had been a team of anti-Castro Cubans given extensive training in Mexico to assassinate the Fidel Castro. They'd been given extensive practice firing at propped-up watermelons in the back of con uh, convertibles in a crossfire attack, the same type of attack used to kill Kennedy. After the assassination, both Lyndon, I'm going to be King Johnson, and J. Edgar Hoover covered up the true facts. And the FBI and Hoover took control of all the evidence concerning the assassination from the Dallas police without any legal authority to do so. And then they manipulated the evidence to support the lone nut, one shooter, no conspiracy narrative. Any evidence developed that didn't go along with that was suppressed or ignored. FBI agents who conducted that investigation were advised that any information it pointed to a conspiracy would be hazardous to an FBI agent's career. You know, Oswald was both a CIA agent, barred from the Office of Naval Intelligence, and FBI informant being paid 200 a month. Evidence supports the fact his defection to the Soviet Union was a fake defection, part of an overall defection operational plan to spy on the Soviets, hatched by CIA agent William Harvey. When he came back to the States, his handler was CIA agent David Etley Phillips. Then he was sheep-dipped, as the expression goes, to make him appear to be a communist and pro-Castro sympathizer. Well, Lyndon, I'm going to be King Johnson, wanted to get by with issuing Hoover's FBI report, which was leaked to the press three days after the assassination, that stated that Oswald was a lone nut and acted alone. State of Texas and the U.S. Congress called for special inquiries, so Johnson set up a presidential commission to stop the other investigations from getting started. This is the so-called Warren Commission. It turned out a report stated Lee Harvey Oswald was a lone nut and acted alone based on the evidence given to it by the FBI. Well, aside from its report, which was widely distributed, the Warren Commission issued 26 volumes of evidence that was not widely distributed. And those 26 volumes actually contradicted what the final report said. Warren Commission conclusions, while they're reported in the mainstream media, uh, tightly controlled by Operation Mockingbird. And most of the members of the Warren Commission made statements later in their life that contradicted what the commission found. Now, the Warren Commission, the FBI, and the CIA altered, suppressed, and lost evidence that um, proved beyond a shadow of a doubt there had been a conspiracy. And the Warren Commission altered key points made by witnesses. 
It was nothing more than a rubber stamp wanted dressing that only had meetings 13 times to convince the American people that Oswald acted by himself. Well, then comes Mark Lane, hired by the Oswald family to defend him before the Warren Commission. He wasn't allowed to cross-examine any of the witnesses called before it. He was permitted to make a statement before the commission. The commission did not want the Lane statements uh, public, but he insisted on it. Then he came out with a book called Rush to Judgment that contained substantial evidence that disputed the Warren Commission's conclusions. So, the FBI set out to prove he was a communist. In later years, Lane defended Liberty Lobby in a lawsuit in which CIA agent E. Howard Hunt claimed the publication had slandered him by stating he was in Dallas November 22, 1963. Liberty Lobby won a lawsuit, and Lane published another book called Plausible Denial. Was the CIA involved in the assassination of Kennedy? And E. Howard Hunt eventually gave a deathbed confession, confession that he was in Dallas and involved in the assassination, which he termed a big event. Well, keep in mind, if you will, that there was a lot of lying and subterfuge going on. 1966, New Orleans Attorney Jim Garrison investigated the assassination of Kennedy. And he was the term, um, he discovered the CIA had something to do with the assassination. He was going to arrest David Ferry. But right before that could happen, Ferry died. Suicide, don't you know? Then he arrested Clay Shaw. He was going to bring perjury charges against Shaw. Well, Shaw was found not guilty of participation in the assassination, but he was found guilty of perjury. Then the federal government intervened and ordered the court not to press forward on the perjury charges. Since when does a, a court tell the judge what to do? But we're dealing with that same situation here. What until the Zapruder film was aired national TV, the Congress set up the House Select Committee on Assassinations in 1976. Life Magazine had bought the film from Zapruder. Turns out Life Magazine was on the CIA payroll. They kept the film hidden away from the American public for decades. Dan Rather reported he'd seen a copy of the Zapruder film, and then he lied. He stated the president's head was thrust backward after the headshot when in fact the film shows the exact opposite. Life magazine did publish two frames from the film about the headshot, but reversed their order, making it appear to head, uh, that the headshot uh, forced Kennedy's head forward. When they were called on it, they said, oh, it was just a printing error, no problem. Well, the House Select Committee on Assassination concluded that both John F. Kennedy and Martin Luther King Jr. had been murdered as a result of a conspiracy. But as a result of Operation Mockingbird, mainstream media didn't widely report that. 1991, Oliver Stone released the movie about the assassination called JFK. 
It was based on Garrison's investigation. But even before the movie came out, uh, talking heads in the Mockingbird mainstream news media trashed the movie as pure fiction before they'd even seen the movie. In this particular time, uh, instance, the Mockingbird operation backfired and the movie became a huge success. And because of such an uproar from the American people, Congress passed a law called the President John F. Kennedy Assassination Records Collection Act of 1992. This act called for the, a board to be set up called the Assassination Records Review Board, and it had the job of collecting all records pertaining to the Kennedy assassination. <coughs> it would review those records and release them to the public. Well, they collected all known records from various government agencies and conducting, conducted some interviews. From these records and the interviews, it became very clear there was a conspiracy uh, and a cover-up that took place right after the assassination. I mean, there's evidence showing that the medical evidence of the assassination uh, was altered between the time uh, Kennedy's body was uh, treated and died at Parkland and the time it got to Bethesda. And there's substantial medical evidence missing and substantial evidence of forgery in what's there. Secret Service had been ordered to turn over travel records pertaining to Kennedy's trips, and rather than do that, they destroyed them. Well, it's clear that um, there's a whole lot more going on than we were ever allowed to know. And there's a number of interest. In I'm working on a new book on the Kennedy assassination. I wrote one. I was in college when I wrote it. And it's vanished. The, um, there's a 20-year investigation called uh, JFK Beyond a Question of Conspiracy. Written by a man named Ralph Thomas. It goes into quite a bit of detail. It's over 1,500 pages. Then there's confessions, admissions, and prime suspects in the Kennedy assassination, an investigative report by Ralph Thomas. You can find the majority of these on Kindle. Then there's a book called Smoking Guns. 100 Smoking Guns in the Kennedy Assassination Files. Also by Ralph Thomas. That's apparently his life work. And there's the Joseph Miltier Kennedy assassination tapes. Just a few weeks before the Kennedy assassination, a Miami undercover agent recorded a racist by the name of Joseph Miltier, stating Kennedy is going to be assassinated with a high-powered rifle from a tall building, and after the assassination, a man would be picked up for doing it just to throw the public off. Well, an FBI agent was sent to talk to this man, is ordered to ask him five questions and nothing else. And he had no idea of the other evidence. Years later, this FBI agent found out about the tapes and was outraged. Never turned over to the Warren Commission. And he wasn't put in any of the reports. 
It was part of the cover-up. The, um... It's interesting that um, as I'm doing this show, I'm getting information sent to me. Then there's a lot of evidence showing that uh, Mary Monroe, Mary Pinchot Meyer uh, were killed because of their affiliation with Kennedy. Then there's the picture, deception of the Kennedy assassination in high places, how the federal government was able to put out the Oswald cover story. And it's, right now, so many people believe that Oswald was, without doubt, the assassin even though he was never indicted, wasn't even indicted for um, the death of Tippett. But you'll find that he is listed as the killer, which does raise so many questions that um, nobody's been able to answer. Alrighty. Let's see. Now, you know, much of what happened in the assassination was orchestrated and carried out by the intelligence community using organized crime. Anti-Castro-Cuban uh, guerrillas. Um, even the FBI. The original Castro murder conspiracy, because there was a, an actual plan to kill him, wasn't released for over 15 years until congressional hearings in the mid-'70s. Uh, accidentally revealed the plot. Recently, the declassified files from the 1963 assassination of Kennedy uh, released in 2017 and 2018 were the biggest help anybody could ever receive in proving the existence of a conspiracy. Documents came from the CIA, the FBI, and a number of other government agencies. And they provided a lot of new information about the, the CIA's Cuban activities. Virtually every major character who showed up in the Kennedy assassination uh, investigation, if you want to call it that, engaged in some form of deception, half-truth, fabrication, and sometimes outright lies. The... Um, Mobsters like Jen Conn and Rosselli used aliases to describe 
disguise their true identities. Politicians wanted plausible deniability to evade responsibility for what they did. Double agents were used, cutouts. And those that knew the most routinely evaded the truth. In fact, one former CIA director eventually pled no low contendery to perjury. That means I don't contest the charges. It's not a guilty plea, but it's not an innocent plea either. Well, the cast of characters is a long one. The gangsters were Sam Giancana, who ran the Chicago's Mafia organization. Johnny Rosselli, he was a fixer in Hollywood and Las Vegas. He was uh, the main uh, go-between between what the Mafia, the CIA, and the Cuban exiles wanting to kill Castro. It's Fidel Castro, Cuban revolutionary leader. When he went to power in 1959, he seized the casinos, which were owned by the Mafia. Had he not done that, they would have been his uh, strongest supporter. And he, when he couldn't get assistance from the U.S., he turned to the Soviet Union. Then there's Alan Dulles, CIA's first director. He approved the Castro murder plot in the final days of the Eisenhower administration. And he had his nose up uh, Kennedy's rear until the 1961 Bay of Pigs fiasco. Kennedy fired him. William Harvey King, excuse me, William King Harvey. He was known as the American James Bond. He ran the assassination program. Robert Mayhew, he was a private eye who acted as a cutout, middleman between the CIA and Giancana and Carlos Mochello, and, and um, he was a front man for Howard Hughes. Then it was Richard Bissell, Richard Helms, Sheffield Edwards. Those were senior CIA officials and knew of the mafia involvement and the plan to overthrow Castro. Then it was Dr. Sidney Gottlieb, scientist whose CIA lab created numerous poisons and guns and James Bond-type equipment that was going to be used against Castro. And then there's Johnny McCone, CIA director, morally opposed to assassination, who was kept in the dark about the Castro plot by his subordinates. Then in Washington, D.C., we had Dwight Eisenhower. He oversaw the Cold War while president and approved the overthrow of Castro in 1960 before he left office. You know, with John Kennedy... Uh, he inherited the, the Bay of Pigs invasion plan. His assassination prompted widespread rumors of a conspiracy. Um, and as Robert F. Kennedy, former Senate Rackets investigator and U.S. Attorney General during John Kennedy's term, uh, he personally oversaw the government's anti-Castro efforts after the failed Bay of Pigs invasion. Arthur Schlesinger, historian and Kennedy's aide, who discounted uh, claims that... Uh, Either Kennedy knew of the CIA's murder plot against Castro. There's Jack Anderson, 
investigative reporter helped expose in the 70s the involvement of Rosselli and Giancana in the CIA's Castro assassination plot that took place in the 60s. And there's Lyndon, I'm going to be King Johnson, who succeeded uh, Kennedy. And there's Judy Campbell, a voluptuous California divorcee whose succession of controversial affairs with Rosselli, Frank Sinatra, JFK, and Giancana were written about in numerous FBI investigative reports. Eventually, it caused a major scandal. June Lang, like many other Hollywood actresses, uh, she was attracted to Johnny Rosselli's bad boy charms. She even married him. He um, demanded she quit her film career, and eventually they divorced. Angeline Giancana, Sam Giancana's wife, whose early death left him a widower with three daughters, he viewed his religious Madonna-like wife at home every, very differently from the other outside women with whom he had affairs. Antoinette Giancana, his erratic, hot-tempered oldest daughter, her memoir provided glimpses into her father's personal life that he wasn't happy with. Donna Reed, Lana Turner, Betty Hutton, Jean Carmen, and uh, Virginia Hill were uh, actresses uh, who shall we say, dabbled with Johnny Rosselli. Phyllis McGuire, one of the, the oldest McGuire sister, um, had an affair with Sam Giancana. Marilyn Monroe knew Rosselli and his entertainment friends well. Their 19, her 1962 visit to Calmav Resort in Nevada owned by Sinatra and set in motion events that led to her suicide, which was actually murder. There was a tunnel that led to the cabin she was using that began in several of the other cabins. That's why nobody saw anybody walking around. Marita Lorenz, a former lover of Castro, recruited by the CIA to entrap the Cuban leader in a hotel room and poison him. And there was Carolyn Morris. 1970s, Giancana considered marrying again. Um, she was 20 years Sam Giancana's junior. He wanted to marry her. Well, among the investigators, of course, was uh, J. Edgar Hoover, William Romer. He uh, led the FBI office in Chicago. Richard Kane, he was a double agent, worked secretly for Giancana, was also a corrupt Chicago cop, an investigator for the sheriff and a freelance spy for the CIA. Frank Church, his committee hearings revealed a lot of the deepest secrets of the CIA. And of course, the clown that ran the commission, named after himself Earl Warren. Well, we're running out of time for today's show, and we'll be talking about more of the players in this very sad fiasco tomorrow. Until then, Ken Hudnall for the Ken Hudnall Show saying, Have a truly great evening.